0: Alright, you ready?
1: So let's start, let's set this thing up. That seems like a good way yeah, to... Yeah, and
0: then we need some sort of introduction really. This is the
1: way I see it, Dan. Yeah. We're gonna be... We have to socially isolate for an indeterminate amount of time. Long time. A lot of sources are saying it could be as much as as three months. That's 90 days. I did a bit of basic maths, and Nicholas Cage has about 90 movies. (laughs) Yeah, I I can see where this is going. A cage a day keeps the doctor away. (laughs) So.
0: That's, That's where we're going with
1: this. Yeah, I think so. I think it could be medically beneficial. To watch uh, every single Nicolas Cage movie in as many days, and we're
0: going in chronological order. Yes. Okay. So we're starting from the beginning.
1: I want to see the full journey of the man, the myth, the meme, the Oscar winner, the legend, Nicolas Capola Cage.
0: So hang on. So Capola is 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 a middle name, or is that is is Capola the real name, or is and then is Cage the stage name?
1: I did a bit of research on the man. I mean, I knew what I was getting myself into slightly more before we, we got rolling with this, but I say that. But I feel like I feel like in about two weeks' time, I'm going to really realise what a stupid undertaking this was.
0: I mean, this is a lot. This is there's a lot of cage to take in, and uh,
1: <laughs> just from watching any of the compilations online, it's a lot. That's what I'm kind of fascinated by by the by the guy. He's obviously you know. He's a meme in retrograde at this point. He's not as hot a property as he once was on the, the meme economy. But there's a reason that people just think that people are obsessed with him. The internet is obsessed with the guy.
0: I think he's he's a he's left a very lasting mark on the internet. Very
1: well put. No, I
0: don't think will ever be erased. There, there there will never be another Nick Cage.
1: But what is it about him? Like I'm just, I've been thinking about it more and more whilst thinking about this project. I am just fascinated that there's a certain something about him I just tr- I just want to know what it is
0: I read once in an interview of his for a more recent film that he was more interested in the kind of more uh, I'm trying to think what the right way of wording it is but the more kind of over exaggerated over-the-top versions of of the characters that he's given and I'd be interested to know at what point in the career he realizes this and begins to act out in that way or if this is something that was ingrained from the very beginning if this, if he was a natural in being just Nick Cage the entire time
1: <laughs> yeah like is, is he aware of what he is and what he represents <laughs> it's, is Nick Cage self
0: aware yeah.
1: I think that is the
0: real MO of this entire project <laughs>
1: could, could he spot someone on screen essentially doing a Nick Cage impersonation in their acting yeah
0: <laughs> What's the uh, what's the AI test that they give to robots?
1: <laughs> spot the traffic lights, but with him it's like spot the boggling eyes and screaming. Because <laughs> those are some of his, his more known traits from his on-screen performances. I think that's what people associate with him.
0: The, the screaming is definitely up there, and there's a the very certain Nick Cage face that gets pulled... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if it's a very refined timing that he has Or if it's just complete chaos And no one knows what's going on
1: Yeah, but all those things I don't really know the origins of them So I think it would be great fun to, to spot the moment that Nick Cage Truly becomes Nick Cage <laughs> I mean, the, the guy's an Oscar winner That's the terrifying part of this <laughs> <laughs> He has an Academy Award for Best Actor Which film was that for? Uh, I think Leaving Las Vegas, which I've never seen.
0: Okay, I'm excited. I've not seen that one. I'm excited to see that. Upset that the answer wasn't National Treasure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ghost Rider 2.
0: Oh, God. There's a lot of films that you forget about. Now, I've been thinking of this project and been quite excited because I just remember things like uh, Lord of War and mm. National Treasure and these really great films. And I've, I've done a bit of a dive in the past and watched things like Deadfall and Vampire's Kiss and I kind of know a little bit about what we're getting into. But there's certain things that you train yourself to forget about, like The Wicker Man, <laughs> that you don't really ever want to have to put yourself through it ever again. <laughs>
1: Listen, man, you've got nothing else on. I've got nothing else on. (laughs) It's just when you
0: thought quarantine couldn't get worse and then trapped with a screaming
1: (laughs) (laughs) hospital (laughs) window. So with all that being said, in preparation for this potentially ambitious, potentially very damaging project, you and I have both watched... Nicholas Coppola, as he was known at the time. Coppola? Coppola? Uh,
0: I'm I'm going to go with Coppola. Okay.
1: Nicholas Coppola, as he was once known, his on screen debut in the 1981 ABC television movie, Best of Times. So I did slight research into
0: this. Uh, I believe I, I know you said that he was seventeen years old. I've, I looked it up and it said that he was fifteen.
1: God, I mean that is one ripped fifteen-year-old.
0: Yeah, that's the very first point that I, I got out of this is this is the best physical shape Nicholas Cage has ever been, and I'm not sure I'm not sure he's ever. The dude is jacked. I'm fairly certain he gave up after this point because I don't think he's <laughs> ever been shirtless in a role since. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, like he is. Absolutely shredded. Basically, every scene he has no shirt on. If, if, if you look like that, you wouldn't. Uh, I mean, fair enough to the guy.
0: And, uh, there's a lot of effort seemed to go into the torso, and not much effort seemed to go from the neck up. I mean, I, I'm, I'm aware it's an early '80s film, but it seemed it seemed very much uh, lackluster on the uh, on the hair and makeup side of things.
1: I completely agree. He put the time in. But you're completely right. I can't think of another role he's as shirtless in, but maybe he just peaked too soon. He just had like a checklist of things he wanted to get accomplished in his career.
0: Well, this is one thing that I did take from this is the confidence in his acting ability at at what we're going to say is 15. I do need to look this up, but to be that confident in your ability to act and it's not conventional acting. It's, It's straight out of the bat. We were saying as we went into this, it was difficult to know which one was going to be Cage because they're all so young. Yeah. And it's so just apparent which one he is. He hasn't changed at all. The acting style, the face, the expressions. And it makes you wonder if this was ingrained into him. As it, it, I don't think this is acting school. I don't think this is anything other than pure instinct. And I don't think that anyone's ever told him that it was
1: wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, Noah's been brave enough because he has such Chad energy in this it's, role.
0: Yeah, it's so confident. It's so unbelievably confident to the point that I'm not sure if he's acting or if this is just how he was as a 15-year-old. Oh, he, he pulls it off fantastically. Just just point, pointing towards his biceps in, in, instead of conversation
1: at any point. There's a fantastic moment in it where he just points at his bicep and goes, Ah! Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was great his his opening line
0: and this is his first thing it's just something about just punching things until it makes them bloody (laughs) i I, I couldn't even make out what the wording was i was just so confused by what was going on i
1: think he's talking to his poindexter friend and saying did you see rocky the best scene was where he's just punching the steak Ah, punching the steak punching the steak until it becomes (laughs) big and bloody and then his friend goes nick you ever watch disney movies and then he just goes yo and then it cuts to another scene. I mean, yeah. it was great. I feel like whole time watching it, I just couldn't stop thinking about. Like you say, he comes in with such confidence, such stride. He's like, it seems like he really knows what he wants to be early on. What was he? What was he like on set? I, I,
0: this is what I was trying to point towards beforehand. Is that? Is this? Was Was this a direct choice of how to act in this? Was this a way that someone has asked him to act? Oh yeah. Or is this quite specifically all he is capable of?
1: that's a great question because the director probably they could have had a huge impression on how this man went on to live his life Uh, exactly
0: so is is this one of the strangest direction choices in the history of 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 film we've we've got a tofu in the room yeah
1: she disagrees no no (laughs) no this is cage. cage. (laughs) yeah he was um but let's let's also not leave out the fact that this television movie was extremely camp very
0: much so but in, in a very enjoy enjoy kind of a well it's very it's very 1981
1: it was very carefree and to see yeah to see nicky cage getting as involved as he did like genuinely put a really big smile on my face i always thought he'd be above that stuff even at a young age the energy he's given off in his performance but he was getting so stuck in
0: a lot of a lot of the dancing. It was very enjoyable. I mean, it, it comes in at around what 48 minutes, but it, it really it didn't feel that long. I think the highlights for me were probably the car wash scene.
1: Absolutely, some incredible mining on his part.
0: Yeah, some of the most incredible uh, cut off jean shorts I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and one of my favourite lines from it, where he accidentally crashes, but not so much crashes, but kind of scratches up the guy's car on the trying to put it onto the. Is it like a dummy like pulley system that goes through the car wash? And immediately just screaming, I did not do that, no. At a unanimous <laughs> object, no one, there's no one there to have this conversation with. He's just screaming it into the void. Just
1: looking around, it wasn't me, I didn't do it. Yeah, it's
0: just unbelievable that he just would... Like I say, is, is that the director's input or is that Cage?
1: Is that the purest form of Nick Cage? Throughout the duration of this television movie, he really showcases his range... Like he's There's that moment during the war monologue scene.
0: It's oh. so, some of the best acting I think he's ever done. <laughs> it's one of the one things I wrote down from this is some of his finest acting.
1: Yeah, definitely. But there was like, I, I mean, it felt like that was the first take they did. But I feel like after he walked out of the shot there, everyone behind the cameras just began a slow clap. Of that.
0: Well, I wonder if that was at the very beginning, or if that was at the end, and they were kind of going, "Man, this this kid's really great on us. All he's doing is just yelling at nothing <laughs> repeatedly." And it's like we have got this one last one. What's he going to do? And all of a sudden, he just switches up and just cages everyone. And you get, he he's been he's been meme caged the entire way through this this short. And then all
1: of a sudden just goes Oscar winner. Yeah, totally. Guess
0: guess what I've got in the bank. I've got character. I've got
1: delivery. I think that was him. I I bet he went up to the director. It was a real moment. And for a 15-year-old. He said, listen, man, I need this scene. I've got to show you what acting really is. All this fun pantomime stuff, I can do it. All these setups on the beach, I can do it. Tell you what else I can do. I can deliver some hard truths, some direct lines to camera they will make you think and make you feel.
0: It's incredible. And then that bit at the end where he's, uh, he's, he's saying about how he doesn't want to go do a war, walks off and just boots some seaweed. <laughs> as and you just go, this is every every element of Cage that you, you've grown to expect show, showcased in about maybe like 45 seconds. Yeah, seven- it was
1: fantastic. And like the the eye acting he puts on show in this, which he's so known for, was just second to none this film is pushing 40 years old oh my god there's the mass and like he's he's already like i don't think look at this point he's not full cage and this this is a segment i want to bring up with you every day for the next three months (laughs) has he gone full cage in this film there's
0: not a full cage moment in this i think the closest he does get is yelling at the car um there's elements of cage there's hinting towards what's to come and I do think this is probably one of the purest forms of Cage because I don't feel like there's any direction and no one's telling him to do it, no one's saying people like that, why don't you emphasise that side of your acting? I think this is just him going, this is who I want to be, this is how I want to act it. I don't, I don't care. And I think that's a real ballsy move for a 15-year-old. I think this is not full cage, but I think this is a great
1: starting point into the world of cage. Complete agreement with you there, buddy. Complete agreement. He's he's come out swinging. He's got a real mission statement of who he wants to be seen as on screen. And I feel like everyone on set was a bit afraid of him. I noticed at one at one point, There's a scene where a bunch of the other kids featured in it. It's a it's a film about maybe like seven or eight teenagers and them growing up in this middle American town. And there's like this fun scene of horseplay where they're all dancing and skipping around the park and everyone's in bright colored outfits and they're playing frisbee and they're playing football. And uh, I noticed that Nick Cage was absent from a lot of that. I feel like he was a real bully on set. I feel like he would have been a menace. A
0: lot of his scenes were solo scenes. Or scenes where he was kind of uh bullying the kind of nerdier kid. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do I do sometimes I was wondering throughout that, was that the direction that this was supposed to go in? Or was this just him just picking on nerds cause he was a ripped fifty year old?
1: <laughs> Typecast again. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how he got into this film. Like at this point I'm presuming he didn't have representation. He didn't have a manager. Maybe
0: through the parents or something like that that have sourced something. There's no way he has an agent at this point. I'm
1: interested at what point if we'll be able to pinpoint where he started getting representation.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know at what point he got to say, I'm above that. Because I do feel like that's coming. Yes. But, but at the same time, I as much as he feels like he's above things, I still don't think he's made very correct decisions. Okay, Ghost Rider. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it might have aged like a fine wine. We don't know yet. I don't think it has. We're going to watch it with the most context anyone possibly could. I'd love to say I'm excited, really, but I, <laughs>
0: even with, frankly, absolutely nothing to do, the idea of Ghost Rider does put a little shiver
1: in my spine. Is this a Cage classic?
0: As a fan of the Cage, and I think it's trying to understand the Cage, I'd say yes. Uh, other than that, I'd say it's probably skippable. It's not some. It's not an essential watch if you really want to go on like a deep dive. I'd say it's not... It hasn't got any of those iconic kind of Dead 4 or Vampire's Kiss kind of moments. It's classic Cage, but like we say said before, we don't go full Cage in this film. I'd give it a 4, four Cage out of 10. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that seems reasonable. I mean, it's, it's worth it for... It's an origin story, for the nostalgia. But, I mean, at this point, the man we're seeing on screen... Sorry, the boy we're seeing on screen. <laughs> this isn't Nick Cage. This is Nicholas Coppola. This is before he becomes what he truly wanted to be. This is him. He's coming out of his cage. And he was doing just fine. (laughs) But he he truly had to... He truly had to... It took this role for him to... All the gears to fall in place and him to realise what was what he really needed to be, what he needed to become. It'll
0: be interesting to see from this one how the second film and whether he tries to reel it back in or goes just more in on that exact kind of acting style that we, we, we know from him.
1: Absolutely. So on that note, let's wrap up discussing Best of Times, the 1981 ABC television movie starring this on-screen debut of Nicholas Coppola. <laughs> and let's get excited for tomorrow's watch. Fast Times at Ridgemont High.
0: I mean, this is going to go straight in as a classic. Um, and what a, what a second film. That's your sophomore film right there, and you're going straight in with a, with a really huge name. It's a
1: film I've never watched before. It's a film I'm very aware of. It's uh, supposedly very sexy. I mean, if, if, if we're expecting
0: the same ripped cage as this one. Oh, then...
1: <laughs> ripped cage, love that. So, yeah, I think that's a good place to leave this uh, inaugural episode. Oh, sorry, I had one idea for a, for a segment that I haven't done to you yet I don't want to just I mean I'm not sure how we're going to end up feeling about this man spending so much time with him
0: I have an idea over the coming
1: (laughs) but um, I don't want it just to be us constantly raining on the man's parade I want to show some respect so I came up with a segment I want to call be nice to Nikki." (laughs) Uh, and every every day, I want you to say something nice about Nick Cage from the performance you just saw him give.
0: Well, like I said before, that, that the warm monologue is some of his finest acting, and I'm still, I, I'm still very shocked at how ripped he was as a 15 year old. This is don't be wrong. This is not a poor performance of Cage. This is a good Cage performance. I just don't think it's a great Cage film.
1: Yeah, I feel like the stabilisers were still on a little bit, but he's like... Yeah, very much so. He's putting his foot down and he's flying with him. I feel
0: I feel like his parents were on set and he didn't want to really let loose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's so funny. Who knows? I think in Ridgemont High might have been the first time he was on set alone. He's probably an 18-year-old man or something at this point.
0: I, I'm not sure how many years passed between these next two films, but... Um, Looking
1: I'm- at the IMDB of Nicolas Cage, which I am want to do very often, uh, they're only... <laughs> Only a year apart.
0: Only a year apart, so we're looking at a 16 to 17 year old case. Yeah,
1: great stuff. Okay. So he's really, you know, he's becoming a man. Well, let's, let's see how that fares for his acting. Sure. <laughs> My nice thing I'd like to say, Nicky, is great bod, dude. He, the man looks, the boy looks yeah, let's, just fantastic. Let's stick with boy at that point point. really
0: reassess how much you want to describe his bod.
1: Look, that's, <laughs> that's one sexy boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tomorrow we're moving on to our second watch, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I'm looking forward to spending some more time with Nick Cage. I'm looking forward to spending some more time with you, Dan Fisher. Always a pleasure. And like we end every episode by saying... Despite all my rage, I'm still watching Nicholas Cage.